what more can I do to help change the world so that we can have a world where people can get together and remove that judgment because that is how I see the future of the world being as well. It's good to be able to have conversations with people like yourself that actually digs into the nitty-gritty of that because that brings greater awareness to that change. So how else can I do that in how I'm showing up and the content that I'm doing and serving people? Try this bad boy out for science. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. Welcome to The Decision Table. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to have you here. And this is literally what we do. We just have conversations. We tend to go pretty deep on here. I have to say there's no judgment zone. There's no no-go zone. We, we kind of like to have whatever or go wherever the conversation goes. So I'm looking forward to today because I don't know you from a bar of soap, really. And I don't really, actually, by the way, I don't really use bars of soap either. That's kind of weird. When was the last time you used a bar of soap? I don't even know where that came from for that second there, by the way. Where did, it, where did that saying even come from anyway? Bar of soap. Well, we did use to, I, I don't know, I've kind of like, there's a few years on me, so we kind of did use bars of soap when we yeah. would jump in a bath or a shower. Um, actually, I wonder if my kids even know what about, yeah, they would. Actually, they yeah. would because we've stayed in um, places across the world where they've had in, rest, in, in um, you know, in hotels and things mm. like that. They've yeah. had bars of soap. We just don't tend to use those these days. How random is that? All right, there you go. Who knew we would have conversation around soap today? Uh, one of the things that we do here is we use lenses every month and the lens for this moment is uh, humanity as stakeholders at the decision table. I think, yeah. and I mean, in a lot of ways, when we talk about soap, we're just being human, right? We're just like, yeah. it's funny though, because I think there's a lot of things changing that even I think about and I go, that was so my norm. But mm. my kids, like that, I don't know about you, but they think anything beyond yesterday is the olden days. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a full-on concept. I know. It's it's quite amazing. Well, even like the, you know, even just Facebook, you know, popping up with reminders of where I was last year. I'm going, yeah. whoa, this is ancient history. Like, uh-huh. This was a year ago. Like I just popped up today that this time last year I was in quarantine after coming back from overseas, which then starts, oh, my God, that was when this whole crazy new world (laughs) began. And I was just like, that's only been a year. (laughs) And so, I, I mean, I'm not surprised that younger people are thinking yesterday was so long ago because the concept of like just 24 hours you can pack so much more into it because you've got so much Mm. more information coming at you from everywhere so 24 hours has just kind of expanded into something incredible um or beyond you know a lot of what people can access and it means that like the speed of which other things are coming to what Mm. happened to hours ago is actually yeah. 
ancient history where in the past, you know, 24 hours ago, it's like, oh, okay, that's not that long ago, you know. We're still doing the same. So true. So true. Yeah. How do you think that speed or the speed of things, how's that benefited what you do or have you seen it, brought challenge, you know, bring challenges? Uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it? Like I love action. I love taking yeah. action all the time like um i move very fast in business and in life on the flip side i do love living here like in noosa where you know i look out of my balcony into the trees and can completely disconnect from all of that as well so as long as i can choose it <laughs> then it's good I've, I've lived in big cities before mm. so kind of concept of you know moving fast i do not like at all um and so it's just it's moving fast and being dynamic as well as you know what i just thought of i was mm. so i grew up on a farm yeah and um and we always said like the best shearers were the mm -hmm. ones that didn't look like they were doing anything at all that they mm. would be able to shear the most sheep um and they'll do beautiful jobs and blah blah that would look like they weren't having putting in any effort um at all so that's kind of what yeah i'm aiming for with all of that and now i've completely forgotten the question and gone on different that's hands. okay but that's <laughs> what we do and i and i love that because i think that's that that kind of goes into this whole conversation i love talking about which is effortless flow mm. i think you know we want to move things fast but we want to make sure there's flow in that movement mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder in what's happening across the world right now that, you know, the speed of things has got really fast. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know, everyone used to say to me throughout this whole COVID thing that, oh, it's so good, it slowed down. Do you know what? It didn't slow down for me. In fact, it mm -hmm. sped up. Mm -hmm. And I had to, at the end of last year, I really had to go, how do I slow this down to a pace that I can get that effortless flow happening again? And I think that that's what's so important when you've got growth and when you've got change, that these go in, in line with each other. They're not bumping into and colliding. And I think sometimes when we speed everything up, everything's happening we're not sure where we are what we're doing who we stand for whatever that looks like right and i think that that's where the challenge can come from when yeah. when the speed is that fast yet the world is changing at such a pace right now mm, yeah. so well, how and where and what do we fit into that oh my god there's so much to that like in I kind of go to, well, the speed of it um, and where the world's going. So what I find is, like, if you speed up and become mm -hmm. uncontrollable, it's like losing control of the car. So everything ah. starts happening and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I feel is what happens, you know, if you're not in flow as well. You might be yeah. going fast, but the movements are very kind of, like, imprecise and messy, which is what causes damage. So, you know, could that potentially be something that's happening in the world right now or mm. is it just bringing it back into realignment? So it's like what, what do you do and what have you done to bring yourself back into flow after when you decided that you wanted to slow down after last year? Yeah, is that a question? 
Yes, that's the question. <laughs> oh, like, is that like one of those, you know, <laughs> yeah, what have I done? So one of the things I have done is I've gone, what refuels me? Because I think one of the things that I noticed, not just in myself, but with leaders across the globe was everyone got really exhausted by the end of the year. And, mm. and when I mean exhausted, it was like just shut the world out and I've got nothing else to give moment. And mm. I saw it even in myself who is pretty, I, I mean, I would say I'm pretty good at that whole balance of knowing what is pushing enough to going there's rest or refuel as I talk about it because in a lot of ways, I don't know that I've got a lot of time to rest, as in I don't want to take time out. I've got lots of things to do. I want to make sure every day is used to whatever that is. And, you know, I was like, I think the thing I needed to do was I had to refuel. And and I figured out what was it that refuels me. And mm. I had to kind of go deep because there were things that refueled me, like traveling the world and being immersed in different cultures and the learnings that you would gain from that. Well, guess what? Borders were closed. Those mm. moments didn't happen anymore. And I was like, okay, so how do I do that? Or one of the things I did when I traveled the world nonstop was I would take photos. And the reason I took photos was because I was trying to cre um, curate a moment. And basically, I wanted to make sure that I would remember that moment that meant something to me. And so I would click that photo to capture that moment. And I was like, those things refueled me. And those moments when I felt maybe a bit lonely because all my friends and and or extended family were many, many, you know, moons away. And uh, and so I would look at that photo, remember that moment that we were together and it would just refuel me. Or I would look at that photo and we were walking in, a, you know, by the ocean in a most beautiful, stunning part of the world. And I would remember how that was so so refueling in the way that it made me feel happy or excited yeah. or whatever it was, right? I had to look for those things in my everyday walk being here in Sydney, Australia. Mm -hmm. And that was actually quite tricky for me at first. But And, and I'm, I think I'm still trying to navigate that, to be honest, of how do I refuel while being here because it is really different and one of those things I guess is I love the physical so I love to exercise and go outside and to set myself challenges and so I've been doing that while I'm here in Australia uh, yeah. but you know when it pours with rain it's kind of hard to get out there and, and enjoy that you can get out there but it's not so <laughs> enjoyable right so I yeah. think for me it was those things that that really did help me to get through. What about you? Yeah, it's an interesting, and I love that, thank you. Well, Cause I, you know, I work from home, I live by myself and, you know, mm. got to point where we just started um, this year, we just were able to begin doing face-to-face -face things again, really on a oh. scale, um, my groups of friends. And um, so that was so nice to be, to see people face-to-face -face of um, yeah. those been working with for a year it's like oh my god you're yeah. real um yeah so what I did I, I actually I got my dog like mid last year Yay. um and that helped me you know find you know really like 
easier ways to find joy in every day and you mm. know get out there and not get so stuck in the work um and in you know the virtual stuff because you know as you probably you know discovered as well as like spending hours on zoom meetings yeah everything was virtual I was like I just I wanted a real thing and a real reason um mm. even though I'm enough of that reason to get out there and have some fun and have some laughter yeah um, so she certainly you know refills me and then um and then, yeah, again, nature. Like if I, I love the beach every day, rain or shine, I'm there. And, you know, seeing my dog wow. around is just so much fun and seeing her explore, like, mm. and just, you know, that, you know, young animal innocence um, of like just exploring around and chasing a crab or something like that is just so much fun. And it just breaks out of the state of work and yeah even though I love work and mm. opens up to something else. So, and that was a, um, um, like, and there was a few conscious decisions I had to make as well. So um, mm. I went through the process this year of consciously deciding every day that I will have fun, that mm. I, I love that. Myself, that I will be excited that, you know, you know, Oh my God, well, that was a bit crap, that little situation. Yeah. Um, however, I will decide to lean in and come out the other way, other side. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been a lot more conscious through the last year of um, my decisions and what the outcomes are. So, why, why fun? What, what made you so conscious that you wanted to make that decision? I was so, I know it was kind of weird because I kept on, um, um, I kept on. Every time I was talking to someone about a program or things were coming up, I was like, fun, 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 fun. And then after a while, I was like, maybe fun is actually one of my values. I like was yeah. like, I'm like, no, no, I'm so serious. I'm so da da da. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah, sure, I'm very good at what I do and I love life and I will do this, this, and this mm. and be, you know, boom, boom, boom. However, um, fun kept on coming up. So now, like, even in just, like, the last couple of weeks, I've been embracing, embracing, embracing that as, like, okay, this keeps on coming up. Yeah. <laughs> this is obviously something that is important to me. Um, and so I'm just kind of, yeah, embracing that. That's how it came up. It was cool. So how do you then pull that into who you are and your brand and about you? Mm, that's a good question. Um, so how I do it is through my personality and how I kind of write as well. So um, mm -hmm. jumping on lives and the colours of everything else is usually very fun. Um, mm -hmm. what, looking at me, you're probably looking at me going, you're wearing like a black top. And I was. You, you literally <laughs> caught me in the act of it. I was yeah. like, okay, fun. Look <laughs> at her background. Where's the fun? Like yeah. it's pretty yeah. standard, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, my I mean, what I do is I'm an image coach, right? So I coach, you know, entrepreneurs, coaches, whatever, on mm. how they can, you know, go further in business through what they wear. And so what I found was well, this is all very strategic for me, and mm. I feel comfortable, and it is, it does express other aspects of who I am. Well, I like so, the color you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it does, it certainly expresses other aspects of who I am. However, mm. like what I 
finding I was getting better responses from this colours and how yeah. I appeared online. And then once people kind of got to know me, um, I let them in on the fun. So um, so even though I'll use fun a lot in, like, you know, speaking to you and if I'm engaging in conversation and everything, um, it's more important to me as a personal value than as a business value. That's, That's so interesting because for me, and I think that this is where the gap is mm. tending to widen right now, and I think that we need to narrow it in this way. And it's interesting because when I talk about humanity as stakeholders, mm. it kind of comes back into it. And that is that we talk about us as a personal and then we talk about mm. us as a professional. What mm. I would love to see is that we bring us as a whole to the table. Yeah. And I yeah. think that there is the need for this to happen way more right now because what happens is that those we are not separated from our personal with our professional. Mm -hmm. When I turn up at a boardroom table, I'm turning up with those things that I may have just walked from listening to a call to my daughter or mm -hmm. my husband or maybe it's something about a loved one that is, you know, they've got unwell, whatever it is, and I am mm -hmm. going to walk into that boardroom and even though I'm the world's best at compartmentalizing, I am still going to turn up probably not at my most effective because at the back of my head, I'm still thinking, oh, that was a tricky conversation. Oh, I wonder how I'm going to serve them better. I wonder what I'm needing to, you know, how I can help in that situation. And, and I think that this is the tricky piece is that when we come to the table, we are going, okay, now we're in business. So we're going to talk all things business today. We are, you know, and I I wish that we could actually come to the table going, hey, when you come to the table, I see not just Matilda, who's this beautiful looking, you know, woman in front of me, who's looking very professional, but she's got this fun spark to her. And I go, I want to know more about that as well. Because yeah. I think that that is, those are values that we often leave behind yet make us up as the best people that we can be. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love it. Like, And, I mean, I kind of see it as um, there is so much. And I think that actually is what people are moving towards because I always see it as like people want to work with the person, um, mm. the or whatever the program or whatever you know it is that you're selling just happens to be the delivery system for them yeah, to get everything that is. However, like you know, pretty much 99% of the time, especially if you're, if you're working with a person or entrepreneur or whatever, um, you're going to make that purchase decision based on the person, and the purchase decision could just be to be a friend to you know, <laughs> decide to have a conversation today. It could. It doesn't need. Yeah. I mean financial exchange right um so you know so it's all about helping show the person um yeah. however i like i like to go a little bit further and go well like let's not overwhelm the person on the other end so like i kind of i'm quite cautious of interesting like, so you know, people can only take in um at the like usually about 128 also um, bits of information every second or whatever. Yeah. And then at the moment, especially as the world speeds up, what's happening is they're getting like thrown like thousands of bits of information every second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like to 
um, you know, make sure that the bits of information going through the person I'm talking to, um, friends, whatever, um, are going to be a benefit to them and benefit to me. So I kind of go, well, I have all these values and all these aspects to myself. Um, which ones can I pull out for now to show to that person or to to help them? So, and that just, you know, means that there's benefit everywhere because they get a clarity on, like, what the delivery is. I get clarity mm. on what I'm doing and we all kind of change and then I could turn around to this person and pull out some different value points that I'm going to deliver to that so person. So tell me, tell me by using yourself as an example of how you're showing up today and that you're using it in that way. Um, yeah. So in that sense, like I just, um, because I'm talking to a cold audience as well. So yeah. I want to, you know, make it as easy as possible for people to be able to focus on me, my trust. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I actually go with like much bolder earrings. Um, and today I just had these ones on. Uh, for instance, today I've probably, I've changed five times. <laughs> wow. Like before I had a, a spotty dress on and I was delivering to my group. Um, before that, I had like the daggiest clothes on that I was running on the beach with. Wow. Uh, before that, I had um, a friend around, so I was wearing something different that was more, you know, me personally just casual. Um, and then now I've got this on. So, um, Do you feel so, like a split personality? No, I love it. I love it. So, okay, this wow. is going to This is how I view it. I, I view everyone so and intriguing. it kind of relates to how you would talking about showing up as a full person before, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's all as like these sparkling diamonds. Like we're all just a sparkly diamond floating through the air. And um, as we turn, like the light will catch on a different facet. Yeah. And we'll turn again and we'll catch on a different facet. So we're still that whole beautiful diamond. It's mm. just that we're just turning the focus point. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're just turning into those, those beautiful <laughs> facets in so many ways in one day. That would like send me crazy having to change that many times uh, that is hilarious and and intriguing at the same time to be honest like it really is uh I love that it's it's who you are and that's what you identify in that moment of well I feel comfortable to be wearing this right now and it feels me in that moment I've never really thought of it in in those many ways. But I get that. By the way, I get the whole diamond thing and the facets. I, I remember someone saying that to me many, many, I was quite young at the time, and they said, you're like a diamond that has all these different facets. And, uh, and, and I never forgot that because it was like, oh, oh, that's a good way to describe me. Yeah, I am made up of so many different things and I'm glad it yep. looks beautiful to you because it hasn't yep. always to me. And, uh, you know, it does now, but it wasn't at that time. And so that was kind of an amazing thing that I'll never forget. So I get that mm-hmm. as a as an example of it. But I I still so ch- intrigued that in in how do you know that that's going to be the right thing to turn up in isn't that kind of going into bias to what you think might be the right thing in there i i that's so oh my God, yes <laughs> yeah so um really it's like um i always think about what do i need first so i use my clothing as like you know you, you know anchors visual anchors yeah. Yeah, sure. that's how I use my clothing and like you know clothing is my life um 
And so I'll go all first. I'm like, what do I need to turn up to? So, like, I know I hadn't spoken to you before or met you, hadn't known you from Far Snow. So yeah. I was like, oh, I just, I want to feel more confident right now. <laughs> so I wanted, you know, just, just to overextend that sense of confidence, especially because mm-hmm. we're looking at our faces back. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where I start. And then I go, okay, so what kind of audience or, you know, where am I going from there? Um, in the end, there's always like a risk element to it. And, um, you know, wow. yeah, again, there has been a lot of studies done which I, I don't, I won't get into, but there is huge. Oh, no, you can get into it. I want to hear them. <laughs> like, well, it's just purely like the, um, you know, the the influence of appearance and clothing over decision-making or um, interpretations of, like, the person in front of you, right? So it could go back to, you know, that simple, like, analogy is, like, if someone's walking down the street and they're kind of walking towards you and they might look like a little bit scraggly or they have, like, you know, face tats or something like mm. that, you will make this unconscious judgment of, oh, I'm going to put the defences up a little bit. Um, and, you know, and then you will pass and then you, like, unconsciously relax. That whole judgment is based on their appearance. So um, constantly people are making... It kind of annoys me. Sorry, I have to butt in oh, on that yeah. because it annoys me that you have to do this because you know this is a truth. Mm-hmm. I would rather change that as a truth than everyone having to keep changing. I know you enjoy it, but for me that bugs Mm. me because I go, isn't this what we need to change? Isn't this what we need to? Because here's the thing. When I think of humanity as stakeholders, I think of us as turning up, whether we're scraggly or not. One of the things I've learned and one of the most powerful things I think I've learned as a human being is to really not have biases as much as possible and I you know we can get into that conversation well everyone's got biases or not I I I'm still in in trying to figure out whether that's a truth because one of the things I do even coming on here was not to get to know you first and then Mm. go hey let's have a conversation but let's go live first and one of the reasons is because I don't want to take my biases into that and then go, oh, these are the questions I should be asking her. This is where we should take this conversation. Yes. See, I think the learning comes when we're willing to have conversations and and not know where that conversation's going. Mm. And oh, yeah, I love that. And that's right? where like conscious decision making comes in. Like I believe, like um, you know, humanity as humans we do have that instant um, bias or judgment call. And it's really, it goes back to, you know, way back in the day where it's like, oh, do I need to run or do I need to fight? So the fight or flight, Mm -hmm. that's where it comes back to, right? So that's where it's like coming to. So you're making these unconscious judgments based on something that was, you know, imprinted thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. Um, Yeah, great. Once you've done that, then you can actually, and what you do very well as well, and um, it's make that conscious decision of is that judgment right or am I just going to completely dismiss that and, you yeah. know, 
person's going to be a lovely person to talk to. Well, it's an interesting concept because I think I could have missed out of so many conversations and so much droplets of wisdom mm. if I was not willing to do this. And I, I learned this way before I did it on the decision table. I just wanted yeah. to do it in a public arena where others can see how it's role modelled to go, it's not that hard to have a conversation with you, who, whoever and to learn things and to go, maybe I need to shift something, maybe there's some changes I need to do or be. But I, I think, you know, going back to the what you were saying there was I get that we have biases but and that was old school of how we kind of got into that. Yeah. But I'd love to see that we could bring change. I'd mm. love to see that we focus in on, well, if we weren't going to have biases, what lenses now could we use to actually change that rather mm. than that being an issue? Because here's the thing, when I see humanity as stakeholders, when I use a lens going, I am going to leave all the biases that I may have when I see someone with tattoos or, or like you've got them all on your arm or, or <laughs> You know, I've had a guy on here called Tracy and I had to, I said my biases are jumping in right now because I said, uh, do you own a Harley Davidson? Because honestly, he yeah. looks a prime good example of someone that did. And, and so you get those moments. But I have to tell you that I've met amazing people who mm -hmm. can look like that. Tracy himself was just this most beautiful guy with these, this, the, the droplets of wisdom that I could have missed out on if I go, well, that's kind of not who I hang out with. It's kind of not who I spend my time with. Or I don't mm. feel very comfortable in the, you know, uh, because they're not, they don't look like me, sound like me. And I think that in the world today, it is really easy for us to, to want to make everyone else feel comfortable. But I think sometimes... And I, I and I really do think this, and it's probably going to be a lens on here one month. But how do we be comfortable with the uncomfortable? Yeah. Oh my God, I love being uncomfortable. Mm. Like that's where growth happens. That's where you know you do see the unexpected, and you can have that shift of perspective that goes, oh, cool. And you know, and I love that you, you brought that. Like one of my friends, um, who's an amazing guy, got like you know big mohawk face. Mm -hmm. Um, he is one of the deepest guys you could ever talk to. Right. Like, I just love him. Um, so I, yeah. But I bet so, you so many people walk by him. Oh, yeah, totally. Big, and, and because it does make them feel uncomfortable to have that conversation with them. Mm, I think I think the world is changing. Like, especially. Tell me how. Tell me how are we doing that. How? Oh, I couldn't tell you how. I'd like believe but here's the thing I want to believe it I really yeah. truly do I also want to go if it is changing and there's ways in which we can be part of that change mm. then let's rinse and repeat those things mm. yeah yeah I mean it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next you know months years honestly but I know I have had and been having more conversations with people along these lines of like, you know, what do we want humanity to look like, you know, and mm -hmm. you know, it's a great topic because we are stakeholders of yeah. our own humanity and of this world and of everything in it and above it and everywhere. Agree. Yeah. And so even just simply having more of those conversations is going to create more space to 
to bring in that change. Now, what that change is actually going to look like, who knows? I have no idea. <laughs> um, but I love but, that. I love that honesty and that answer because I think this is it where we've got to have these conversations and a willingness to be uncomfortable. I mean, comfortable with the uncomfortable, but in the same way, go, I'm not even sure how that's meant to look or what that could look like. Yeah. But let's start figuring out what that could look like together, maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think I there's know, any. But here's the thing it sounds so simple. It sounds so simple, right? It's things right. are always simple. Things are always so much more simple than um, we make them out to be. However, um, to actually accept that simplicity, you've got to be able to accept your discomfort. So, um, and a lot of oh, people. Oh, I like that. Yes, yeah, mm. a lot of people are still working through are they willing to accept the discomfort to take that simple action to create the change? Um, mm. And I think there are more people doing it, especially like over the last year, because they have had options taken away from them. Like they can't go traveling to, you know, how mm. they feel their cup how are they filling up themselves refueling themselves and so they've realized that they've actually got to search for something deeper um so and you know and go into deeper conversations um mm. like and i see a lot of people like more and more in like the community that i am they're certainly like happy to take that jump into the discomfort um however like when you're talking about like the big scheme of things there's a lot of people that aren't quite ready to <laughs> it's funny because I was just literally talking to one of my team and we had this conversation just before we got on here and that was around like I really truly believe there's a lot of people willing to start creating awareness and being a part of awareness right now like in part of that being involved in conversations now mm. there comes i believe once you know something there's a responsibility and i'm really finding it interesting moving people along from awareness to actually wanting to take responsibility or ownership of mm. how they can help to be part of this change that we all know it needs to happen for us to keep moving forward as a as a human race mm. and and i think that that's the interesting piece is okay so if we're gonna start first have more conversations great but there comes to a point come on you're the same you want to have some fun you want to venture you want i don't know i want some results i don't want to just be doing something and going well that was kind of aimless that was mm -hmm. kind of like uh, you know, it's like stirring up the pot and nothing actually comes out of that pot. Yeah. It's just we're continuously stirring it. And I go, what if I want to taste what's in there? Yeah. What if I want to, you know, like, and I think when, how do we move that so that well, when we talk about speed, mm. that we actually start seeing that change happening faster? Well, that's where I think it comes into the community action aspect. I mm. mean, it doesn't matter how much you're going to stir if it's not going to be reciprocated. Because, yeah. um, I mean, and so really it's like having the more people that you can move to the ability to take responsibility is the more people that will be able to, like, make that pot really tasty, right? <laughs> <laughs> how are you taking my scenario? <laughs> 
So how do you know, like, when you're moving people along this process of, like, yeah. being aware and stuff, how do you know when they're ready to take responsibility and become accountable um, for themselves and, you know, as humans and stakeholders in this world? Well, especially if we go back to that fact that it's actually there's a discomfort in it, that we've mm. got to be comfortable with uncomfortable. Mm. I, I don't know. And I, and I think that that's the interesting concept around it because, in a lot of ways, what you've done in your work is make sure that we both feel comfortable because you're wearing something that then, I mean, I think of that in a conversation as the whole, the, you know, where we're in rapport with each other because we're saying the same things or doing, I get all those conversations, but I just want to get past that, that we actually can, can connect as humans, no matter how we turn up. Because we miss out on so much because we look different. I mean, division across the world isn't happening because, uh, you know, we are getting in with rapport with each other and connecting um, because you look like me or sound like me. It's, it's. Well, I mean, that is why division is happening because, like, we are tending to stay in pockets of people mm-hmm. who we're used to yeah. and we sound like and we're familiar with but mm-hmm. we miss out so much as a humanity race we miss out so much because there is so much gold in like your friend with the mohawk and and the conversations and the deepness that you have experienced yeah. that many would miss out of because then that uncomfortable with it yeah so what do you think like what would be needed to happen like can you do you have like a a concept of what that world looks like i know that world could look like i mean this is me being curious and wanting to just yeah i love it um i know that world would look like everyone mixing together no matter you know backgrounds you know what they look like whatever Mm -hmm. so what does it look like to you what does that sense what you know the sense that I'm getting through conversations is that we would have a common vision of something and know that even though we may have very different values, we may look really different, we may have, you know, experiences that we cannot necessarily relate on, there may be one thing that we could actually agree on that we need to agree on that could Mm -hmm. move the dial forward. And I think that in an ideal world, we have many different faces at the table, Mm -hmm. but we've got to see humanity in a different light. We've got to use different lenses. We can't just go, this is how you've got to do it. That might not be acceptable in another culture. Mm -hmm. You know, we cannot just go, this is what is needed. What if we haven't used or don't have the perspective of someone else at that table? And I think we have to start going, let's get out things, let's listen, and then find a common thing within all of us that we can agree on is important to each one of us right here, right now. Mm. And that we start doing that as a collective. I think there's some great individuals doing amazing things, yourself Mm. included in that, right? And I think that the strength comes when we join together as a collective and we bring our different distinctions, I call it, not diversity or 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that in itself has a negative sort of side of it. And and I think when we can come as humans with the distinctions that we bring to the table. So whatever that is that you bring because of who you've been, your experiences, your thinking, what you're involved in, and we bring that with what I've been through, who I am, what that looks like, and and we find that actually, wow, there's some things I could take from what you're saying. There's some things I can take, you know, you can take from what I'm saying. If we stir that back in the pot and then we go, how can we look at what's happening across the globe and go, how can we be part of that? I think that that's what the new world of what this could look like brings. But that doesn't mean, by the way, that everyone at that table is to agree because I don't think we'll ever all agree. Like you look within tribes, within the actual tribes, there is so much division even within a tribe. And I think we have to get beyond that and go, well, how are we going to add value to humanity and what is going to take away from that and let's agree not to do that piece as humans and that might be around family it might be around providing resources for for uh you know women to be entrepreneurs in in third world so that they can then provide for their community whatever that is but we need to agree to maybe even agree to disagree on 99 percent of it yeah 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 i love that and honestly how boring would it be if we all agreed on everything we're trying to do that right (laughs) we are trying to do that at the table oh oh, totally and it's like well no i think i think it's yeah just finding that commonality as you pointed out um and whatever that is and what and accepting the differences because i I agree like i think homogenization is just the worst thing ever Um, imagine everything being the same would just be horrible. Um, and that's why I was like, I love languages. It's like, it's so mm-hmm. expensive. Why would, why would we want the whole world speaking English only? It's like, oh, that's how I know. But even when we get the whole world, here's the interesting thing. When we get the whole world speaking English, mm. our meanings of the words are so different. That is what I'm learning more and more, to be honest, which yeah. is why which is why I'm trying to use words that maybe they've not been used in that way, but I use it in that way. And this is what I mean by that. Yeah. So that it, so that we remove some of the biases of gone bys when we use those other words and go, yeah. well, when I use this as a lens, this is what I'm thinking of to start with as a lens. What does yeah. that mean for you? How can, and, and I think that part of this new is being able to ask questions and and actually listen to those and then go, you know what, I really like that piece or no, mm. I still totally agree with what I'm thinking and and it makes us stand stronger in what we believe. And I think that we have to be able to question things more. And again, that means that maybe we will disagree at the table and that's actually okay. And, you know, maybe we're going to look forward. Could be that we need more of a situation where um, people feel safe to question what's at the table. Um, I mean, that's, I think people are happy to question it um, and more like depending on what societies you come from, like I know different societies are more happy to like um, voice questions. However, like, you know, you know, a lot of the, like we're even just, I'm just thinking about catching up with my team and stuff like that and you'll do the same thing. 
making it a safe place that they can actually voice questions is always top of mind because, you know, you can't act on what you don't know. Um, And if you don't know the question, then how can you create change with a potential answer? (laughs) how, How do we do that better then? I think that's something that's being challenged a lot more and more. However, and I've seen it in a few, you know, different forms, private, government, you know, you see it kind of media, social media, and I haven't seen it really done well outside of the pocket that it's in. Um, So it's still clear as universally accepted that it's safe to ask questions. Um, So they may, like, I feel like it's safe, you know, people may find it safe to ask questions in a certain setting with a certain person. Uh, however, as soon as they leave that setting, back to, oh, okay, no, I'm not safe to ask questions anymore. So how can we make it universally safe to voice and ask questions? I think, number one, we get social media to stop doing what they are doing right now. <laughs> To be honest, no. But I think it's an interesting concept, actually, and I I really like the fact you brought that up. And I think it's something I'm going to definitely, you know, pull that apart more because I don't know that I've spent much time thinking of that particular question and and that thinking Mm. around that. I Here's one thing I do think of, and I think that every single one of us as humans, we need to turn up at the table the best we possibly can. What what do you say to people or is there some thinking that you have around how do you turn up best you can be? Like what questions should we be asking? What, you know, like I don't know. I always question what led to a decision in the past. So, like, going back and, you know, sorry, I'll go back to clothing all the time. As I said, yeah, that's my right. um, I go, well, what made you or what led you to the decision that you could not wear red? Mm. What made you go? Um, it clashed with my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Um, what was it in the past? Is that actually a decision that you made? Or is it someone, something that someone else made for you? Um, and then once you, like, can articulate some of these stories, then you can realise how much power you actually have over your own decisions. So it's mm. all about empowering. So And then you can, you know, go into something else. It's like, um, it's like, oh, we always do it like that, that old chestnut, right? It's like, well, yeah. mind you, what led you to the decision? What story have you heard that it must always be done like that? Um mm. Then also, or you must only talk to this person like that. You cannot ask this. And so, when you when you ask these questions, is that so that people can can think beyond and realize that there's maybe even better ways to do it? Is that why you'd be asking those questions? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think like Mm. personally Mm. from my experience and from like those I've worked with and seen change, even just like on the um, traveling alongside me on this amazing journey on this world. Um, the decision has to come from um, within. It has to be a self-decision um, mm. to you know, ask questions to make the change. It can't be put on that person. So um, it's not, it's, you know, you can say, um, you know, oh, my God, you would look amazing in red. Why aren't you wearing it? Until you say, 
oh, I will look amazing in red because I've decided it. It's going to make any difference. I've got one piece of clothing that's red and it's called a red jacket. <laughs> red it's a cool red jacket. <laughs> and the last time I loved, out of all the photos, uh, that I loved wearing that particular red jacket was in San Francisco on a wild, windy day, but I'll never forget it for that particular thing. And I've got some red shoes. But oh, what's funny about it, I just think that's funny because I I have a certain what I wear mm. and it's because I felt comfortable in it. And there were some things on stage, like when I used to, you know, actually get on stages and speak on stages. <laughs> you know the old days and uh and so it was an easy thing for me to be in black but use earrings as a big thing and boots because I I was using a stick to walk I don't use that anymore but um so heels was not an option for me even though in my past life I used to love heels and uh so boots became my kind of cool go-to thing Mm. And, and it's funny because a lot of people over the years have said, oh, you should change colours, everything like that. I'm not adverse to colour. And, mm. and if I find something that has colour in it, mm. that is a piece on top of everything else, I'm really happy to wear it. You know what? I haven't found a lot over the years that mm. I've loved. And yeah. when I have, I've bought it. And yeah. so everyone always knows me as the chick that wears black. But it's, and it's not because I go, well, I just don't wear any other color. I just never have found things that I really love as mm. the whole color on me. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I've done that because I've quite embraced that. I've been like that as a teenager. I, you know, I tried to do all the other colors and I just, it didn't feel like me. Yeah. And when I went back to black as the basis, yeah, yeah. it felt so me. And I was like, and people would say, but don't you need some color there and all that? And I'm like, actually, I feel pretty good in black. So like, you know, and then if I, and I wear a lot of headpieces, I'm actually pretty normal today for you today on the decision table, which is quite funny, really. But uh, I think because I, I was doing some stretches after my meeting that I was on and, uh, and I didn't, feel like yeah. getting all zapped up like and I think that that's when we just turn up being human yeah totally and you know and that kind of brings it back to like the awareness point as well people yeah. can bring it into your awareness but you're still you know your sovereign being so yeah. they can't force you to do any of that um and it's still expression of who you are so it's mm. like being clear on that and you're you know, you look at someone who's very clear on who you are, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that. So I just, I just thought, just for everyone to see, I am actually wearing a white singlet underneath. I just love it because people will go and see a photo of me or something, and I've got a blue singlet on or a white. I go, I yeah. do wear other colors. I just don't wear it very often, and I don't even think about it. But it does disrupt people a lot, especially anyone that knows me well in my world. Um, yeah. But I love that. Like, let's just be us. Let's bring that to the table, create an awareness and take on board whatever that is that we need to, right, and mm -hmm. leave behind. If someone wants to work with you or know more about you, yeah. what's the best way for them to get hold of you? The best way to get hold of me is on Facebook. Um, so just yeah. Victoria Morgan, 
um, so M-A-T-I-L-D-A, um, M-O-R-G-A-N, um, and you'll look for the person who's the image coach. So um, at Matilda Morgan Official is also where you can find me. Um, and, yeah, so that's how they can find My company is called Impact Driven Style. So that is on Facebook, um, and we also have a website as well. So you can hunt me down there. It's www.impactdrivenstyle.com. So I'm always up for a conversation about any of this, you know, identity, <laughs> new image, um, branding, blah, 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 when it goes into personal yeah. stuff. I love, it. <laughs> love it. Love it. So it's got to this time of the conversation that I do ask this one question of every decision table, and that is this. What are you taking from our conversation today? Oh, my God, so much. It was so juicy and yummy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. One thing I'm going to take away is a remembrance of like what more can I do to help change be created in the world so that we can you know have a world where you know people can get together and it removes that judgment because that is like how I see the future of the world being as well like Love that. I don't get the separate stuff I don't I yeah, doesn't compute for me so um and that's actually like kind of a little bit of a way of like how I got into fashion. Um, so, um, and it's it's good to be able to have conversations with people like yourself um, that actually digs into the nitty gritty of that because that brings greater awareness um, to mm-hmm. to that change. So, um, so what I'm taking away is like, well, how else can I do that in how I'm showing up and the content that I'm doing and serving people? So. So with that, how else do you think you will be able to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon there's a few things. So one, it's simply helping my clients express who they are so that they can turn up at the table and oh, I love that. Really be confident in asking questions um, and, you know, bringing their full self to the table, um, you know, and then doing that in the group as well and then, you know, increasingly, like, I'm doing more and more talks and stuff like that. So um, just even seeding, like, everyone's on a different journey. So some people are just receiving yeah. the first seed of, oh, this is a massive potential of what could happen. Um, and some people will just be watering that seed that someone else has planted. So um, it's all moving towards. So I'd say it's just, um, yeah, showing up and speaking more and, um and helping people for expression. I love that. I love visual expression. Mm, yeah, me too. I'm rather a visual person, hence <laughs> yeah. I, I love design and things like that. So uh, it's really important to me. And in some ways, you know, we talked about words and being able to communicate. Sometimes I can't communicate, but I can do it in in the way that I turn up visually or, yeah. or you know, create a space that that helps me to express those things that I need to in that space that maybe I wouldn't have been able to if it was just a normal white wall. So, uh, you know, I find that fascinating. Uh, You know what I'm taking from this conversation? It's actually, and I'm trying to rake my brain, but I love that phrase of what you said, and I can't remember, and it was around the discomfort and simplicity. Yeah, you're you're kind of raking your brain. 
yeah, being able to be um, comfortable in the discomfort mm-hmm. to to really decide that it's that easy. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, or get back to simplicity. And I, it was yeah. like that moment I was like, yeah, I really love that. Mm. I think that we, uh, you know, we need to... Uh, to question and I'm and I do this sometimes but I, I want to do it more and and that is what what does make me have discomfort mm-hmm. and and what what if I keep doing that maybe helps I, I don't know like I I want to bridge that gap between I don't want to make you feel awkward but I also want to be who I am meant to be as well yeah, and yeah. so I think that there's that that balance between discomfort in in sometimes I have to do something a little bit to step towards mm-hmm. so that that gap is not as wide. And yeah. I wonder how many times, if I consciously start thinking about that, how many times am I doing that by accident that actually mm-hmm. I, I'm widening that gap because not only am I feeling discomfort, but you are as well. And I think that, that that sometimes is really easy for us to use as an excuse to why we don't connect with that person or we don't uh, have different looking people at our tables or, you know, we don't turn up as us because that gap is is a little bit wide. And I just think I need to think about that consciously mm. in in what I'm doing on a daily basis? Am I helping you to bridge that gap between maybe what is discomfort? Mm. Anyway, that's what I got from it and I and I love that. So thank you for that and and thank you for your honesty that you bring to the table today. Like it's so beautiful learning some of your insights and your thinking and then I loved how you asked questions too. So I appreciate that. I really enjoyed this conversation. I was just like, it's a curious convo. Let's see where we can go. <laughs> exactly. And like I say, you just never know where the conversation goes. But I do want to say something. Um, is there anything you want to leave everyone with? I think, you know, sometimes we we think we've done everything and then I go, oh, is there something that if if you didn't get to say it that you really wanted to say today? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel complete. Like, I mean, I love that. I love, yeah, no, I feel really complete. I feel like, you know, a lot of people have got a lot of things to mm. think about. And um, so I don't want to um, throw that thinking off for them. Well, so. well <laughs> we will end this broadcast right now so we don't throw them off. So thank you. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change, and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.